Good evening. Today I have the lovely Michelle with me. Hi, Michelle. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, so I'm Michelle Kidd. I live in Suffolk. Um, yeah, I write books, crime novels, but I actually work full time for the NHS. Uh, I'd love to work right full time, but obviously that's not able to do that at the minute that's that's the game that's the uh, ultimate aim is to write full-time but uh, yeah I write uh, crime novels uh, and that's about it really. Did you always want to be a writer? Yeah from a very very young age so I read books well from as long back as I can remember I had my head in Enid Blyton was probably the first author I think everyone read. Uh, always had my head in a book as a child. Always wanted to be a writer, author, but when you get to school and you see the careers advisor, that's not an option on their list of uh, suitable occupations. So you have to choose something else. Um, what made you finally take the plunge and go for it? Uh, so I've always written. So since the age of about 12 or 13, I've written books. Um, I call them books, but I'm not sure other people might call them. Uh, I used to write on my mum's typewriter. That shows my age. Uh, so I've always written all the time. So, But then life got in the way and I had a career family etc uh, but a few years ago I'd had this book that I'd half written or sort of three quarters written that was stashed under my bed for such a long time that I just decided I'm going to publish this book because this is the book that I want to write so that's the one that I did I finished it and I thought I'm going to publish it even if no one else wants to publish it I'm going to do it myself and um, was that the first book in your first series? That was the first book, The Phoenix Project, in my first series, yeah. So that's the first one, 2018, I managed to get that one out. And did you know when you wrote that that it was going to be a series? Not really. I mean, to be honest, when I wrote it, I mean, the ending told you it was going to be a series, but I hadn't written anything else. But the ending kind of told you it would be going on, but I hadn't written anything at the time. And you've just started a new series, which is the book that I found you by, which is Guilt, which was out mm -hmm. yesterday, the day before? Can't remember. Yesterday? Yeah, sometime this week. I, I have no idea what, just, what day today is. <laughs> sometime this week. <laughs> so yeah, so that was the first book in a, a brand new series, that one. Yeah, which was amazing. I loved it. Um, so is that the end of your last, your other series or did you just want to try something new? Um, it was just trying something new. So the, the other series is still continuing. So I'm in the middle of writing the fifth book in that series. That's due out in January. Um, but I just wanted to do something. I've always wanted to do something local. So my first series is in London, which is not too far away, but I wanted something in my hometown. 
because uh, I was quite conscious that I'm not sure there's been a series of books in my hometown. So I thought I'll try and write something where I live. So that's why I started the new series. And you cover something that quite a few writers avoid. Was that difficult? Which is like, you know, cruelty to children, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I, obviously I've had some really great reviews this week and it's been excellent. I've been so pleased that people have loved the book. And yeah, so it does touch on a quite a dark subject, child abduction, child murder, child, um, abuse um, but I hope that's not the sole kind of crux of the whole book it's more into what makes the person perhaps commit those crimes it, it's I hope I don't have too many graphic scenes I don't think I have too many graphic scenes of, of what happens it's more in it's more in your mind about what happens um, and it's more about the psychology behind a person that might commit those kind of offences. Yeah, you certainly put your characters through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they certainly go through the mill, bless them. <laughs> um, what's been your um, favourite character to write out of all of your books so far? Oh, gosh. Um, that's a hard question. Gosh, there's so many characters in so many books. Um, I do like my main character of my uh, first series, which is Gang with the Phoenix Project. So that's D.I. Jack McIntosh. So I really like him as a main character. Um, I'm not really sure why I like him, but He's this person that he just wants to help everybody. He wants to do good. He, he's obviously, as it's a crime novel, it's crime fiction, he's got a past that crops up during his books. Um, it wouldn't be a crime novel if he didn't. So, but I really like him as a person. He's a nice person to like. There is a, I don't want to give too much away with the books that I'm writing at the minute in that. Uh, series but there is a side to him that is perhaps crossing the line a little bit he's, he's he's a great person he does good he wants to always be on the right side of the law except possibly in the the books that I'm writing at the moment he he's he's posed a question whether he will cross the line but I like him he's a great character so far, what's been your uh, most fun scene to write and what's been the most difficult? Fun scene and difficult scene. I think the difficult scenes have probably been the child abuse scenes of the, the current book. Um, although the scenes aren't graphic, they leave a lot to your imagination. But as a writer, I know what's going through your head as a reader. Um, so they're probably quite hard to write. Um, because I know what you're going to be inferring from what I'm saying. Um, a fun scene, gosh, that's a hard question. Um, I quite like the interaction of my characters. I'm quite big on characters. I think a good book 
can be made a great book by characters. So to me, you really need to develop your characters. Uh, they need to, they need to uh, transport the story, if you like. Um, I think the fun scenes to me are the, probably the incidental scenes between the characters that might be a bit fun. They might not be completely relevant to the storyline as such, but they add a little bit of light relief to what might be quite a dark storyline. Um, so to me, those are the, the fun things are to do the, the, the interaction between the characters. Yeah, I think um, weirdly one of the standout scenes for me and guilt was when Nikki takes Roy to the little pub and tells him that he can't have a conversation with her before 12 unless he brings coffee. And that's such a tiny little scene, but it stuck in my mind and I thought it was great. So, yeah, I get that. Yeah, I think you have to bring these little personal things into a story to make the characters believable. Because they're not two-dimensional. They're, they're supposed to be three-dimensional characters. You, I personally, as a writer, want you to believe that these are real people. Um, so little things like that, I think, are quite important. Yeah. So are you planning on writing more in, in that series? Because I kind of want to read the next one already. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I'm busy with book five of the first series at the minute, but... Definitely book two is in my head. I pretty much know some of the storyline. Um, so yeah, there's definitely a book two. Uh, would you consider writing in any other genres? Well, um, originally I'd probably say no, because I love crime fiction. Crime fiction is my thing, crime thrillers. That's what I read, that's what I watch on TV. But I've got this idea for a story that I'm not sure if it's going to work, but it's more of a, I say a horror, it's not really horror, to be honest. It's more spooky. I don't know if that's a genre. Um, I used to love Stephen King as a child. I love Stephen King now. But as a child, I used to read his horror books when I was about 11, 12. That's how I got into Stephen King, his horror. Um, I don't know, I've just got this idea of more of a spooky story, just a one-off thing. Um, so possibly I might move away a little bit. <laughs> That's just in my head at the moment. Interesting, I like the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there any um, book that you would like to be, would have liked to have been a character in? Harry Potter, that's easy. <laughs> to me, Harry Potter, I, I love Harry Potter. So, yeah, if I could be a character in Harry Potter, that would make my day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> I love it. It's the only time I've ever queued up at midnight to buy a book. Um, and I don't regret it. I had to be up before five for work and I'd still done it. And it was oh, great. Cool. Yeah. And that was the last one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what character I would be, but yeah, just to be in the Harry Potter series would be great. Yeah, just hopefully one that survives. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> I'm not fussy apart from that. <laughs> um, what's been your favourite or standout moment so far since you became an author? Oh, um, 
there is one moment that sticks in my mind which might not feel like a standout moment to anyone else but to me so I self-publish so everything is done by myself so when I published my first book Phoenix Project uh, I only to be honest I didn't expect anybody to read it um, anyone who did read it I knew would probably be my family or my friends which was exactly who read my first book uh, to begin with so but I then looked obviously as you can on Amazon and I, I noticed that someone had downloaded it in America that was fine because I knew someone in America so I thought yeah that's going to be my friend I saw someone had downloaded it in Australia I know someone in Australia so I thought yeah that's going to be my friend <laughs> but then I saw someone had downloaded it in Mexico and I was pretty sure I don't know anybody in Mexico so I was quite I, I personally was quite excited by this person that downloaded it from Mexico um, whether they actually read it but they downloaded it um, so I went and bought a bottle of tequila on the back of someone in Mexico downloading my book but to me I don't know that just sticks in my memory of it's just a memory that I find you know from that book, I, I will always remember. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's your most overused word or phrase that the editor shouts at you for? Oh, um, probably quite a few. There's probably quite a lot of that or those. <laughs> It's surprising how many times you use a word that you don't realise. And I think I do try and pick them up. The next time I go, obviously I go through my book so many times, I do pick up quite a few. Um, but there are words that you don't realise or using. Um, and until someone points out you've used them 600 times in your book. <laughs> Yeah, I love, I love that question because most authors know straight away what it is um, and they're just like, oh, <laughs> I had to go through. Yeah, I take it's it all out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes me laugh. Um, yeah. <laughs> whether, whether readers bother about it, I don't, I don't know. Um, Maybe avid readers might notice or arc readers that look more closely at books, but general readers I, I doubt would notice. Yeah. They're just reading for the sake of it. I would notice now, I think. <laughs> what's, your, what's your word that you look out for? <laughs> I don't know, actually. Um, I, just, I can't remember. There is one as well, and I actually can't remember what it is. Um, I'll have to go back and have a look. Yeah, I, can't I try remember. not to use the word said. I was always told by my English teacher at primary school there were words that were banned in English, my English teacher. You couldn't use the word said. I try not to use the word said. Uh, you have to have a word shouted or yelled or, or something else. You couldn't use the word nice. That was completely out. Uh, you couldn't use the word big or little. So these words that 
I think even now I subconsciously don't use because when I was nine, I was told not to use them. <laughs> yeah, I've got told off for using sadisms. So yeah, instead of yeah, saying yeah. said, then I, yeah, so you obviously was taught the same thing. Absolutely, same English teacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazed I can remember anything from back then. <laughs> um, if you're able to spend any day with an author, dead or alive, who would you like to spend a day with? Stephen King. I've mentioned him before, but, and he's alive, so I potentially I could spend the day with him uh, yeah I he was one of the first authors I got into as I would say I was still a child but I was probably 11 12 moving into I thought more adult books um, I always loved Stephen King back then I read him now even though his books are perhaps not quite so horror orientated they've moved into more genres uh, but I think he's an amazing storyteller. Uh, big books, you know, they, you know, they're not a quick read, <laughs> but they tell a great story. He's a great storyteller. So I think to me, I'd love to meet him. Yeah, me too. He's written some of my favourite ever books. So yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd be able to speak though. I just completely <laughs> sit there like. yeah which would be really embarrassing or just gush and be (laughs) because yeah um if you were able to travel to any period in time either forwards or backwards where would you like to go um where would I like to go I've got kind of two. I don't want to go to the future because I don't really want to know what's in the future. You know, present is bad enough, so let's not even think about the future. Um, I quite like Victorian England, um, but there's a little bit of... Actually, I'm not even sure it's Victorian. I'm not sure about my history, so there's a little bit of history in my, my current book that I'm writing. I'm not going to say Victorian because it might not be true. Um, But I actually want to go back to the 80s. I was alive in the 80s. That was my era. But I'd actually like to go back again and just experience it all again (laughs) because I actually really think that was a great decade. Um, My daughter disagrees with the music, but um, (laughs) the 80s are brilliant, I think. So I'd like to go back to the 80s. Yeah, I was born in 83, so I was too young to appreciate and I'm gutted all the stuff that I missed. I I was just too young. So, yeah, absolutely. I'd go back when I was like 20 and I could actually appreciate (laughs) just the music and everything and Live Aid and, oh, yeah. It was a really brilliant decade. I was, I won't tell you when I was born, but I was, I left school in, oh, I won't tell you when I left school. Um, But the 80s was my my growing up decade. Yeah, I can't believe your daughter doesn't like the music. That's shocking. I know. It's better than what's around now, which is just noise, which makes me sound old and I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. 
no hope for the future. <laughs> um, which has made me completely forget what I was going to ask you. Oh, yeah, I remember. Um, if, do you have any fears or phobias? Um, would you write about them or have you written about them? I have fears and phobias that I haven't written about. But I probably think writing about them would cause me a panic. Uh, I'm so scared of spiders, absolutely petrified of spiders. I have no idea why. It's completely, uh, I have no basis for, spiders have never done me any problem, but hate them. Uh, heights, I am so scared of heights, properly scared of heights. I go up the step ladder and I'm shaking. Um, yeah, but that, those two things haven't appeared in my books, I have to say. Uh, but I do have phobias, definitely. Um, if you get any free time, what do you like to do with it? Oh, gardening. I know it's a really sad thing to say, and an old, an old woman <laughs> thing to say. But I just love being in my garden and pottering and weeding um, in the sunshine with the cat. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, who was your first celebrity crush? I will show my age now. It was Adam Ant. <laughs> <laughs> Which apparently he's still on tour or yeah. something at the minute. Um, which slightly scares me. Um, but yes, it was adamant. He was on my wall, I think. He was the first person on my bedroom wall. Um, yeah, we were supposed to go see him um, at something called Chill Fest in Tring um, oh. before lockdown and everything. So yeah, he's still around. I was quite looking forward to it as well, but, you know, COVID just ruined <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah, yes. So yeah, he's still still about. Still about. I totally forgot again. I keep getting distracted. <laughs> <laughs> it's Adam Adam, did it? <laughs> yeah, I know. Perhaps not in that way for me, though. I don't, yeah. I don't know why he was on my, my bedroom wall, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, we, I remember me and my sister. My sister's three years older than me. We had a bit of a competition, so she was into Spandau Ballet. I was a Duran Duran fan, so... We had different pictures on different walls. <laughs> oh, Spandau Ballet, yeah. You can't go wrong there. <laughs> I've seen um, Tony Hadley live a couple of times and he's absolutely awesome. I love him. He's oh, just wow. so lovely. He's tall as well. Yeah. <laughs> really tall. But yeah, I love him. I think he's great. Yeah. Yeah, bless him. Um, oh, God. Whoops. Um, if you were stranded on a desert island, what three things would you like to take with you? Um, I would take my cat. She might be able to catch fish, but actually she probably won't. But <laughs> she might catch fish. I would take a pad and a pen, if that can be one thing paper and pen, so I can write a book or write something. Um, and I'd take the complete works of Harry Potter. 
a read. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> um, and uh, you said you, you're working on book five at the moment and then do you know what you're doing next once you've finished it? Well, so book five is almost finished. I've got a few things to tidy up, etc. So that's due out in January. I'm then supposed to start work on the sequel to Guilt. But I would like to try and fit this little spooky story that I've got in my head. I'd like to try and fit that in in between. Um, yeah, so that, that's kind of the plan. I can fit everything in. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, you may be pleased to know that I don't have any more questions for you, unless you think there's anything I haven't asked you that you want to tell us. I don't think you've not asked anything I need to be asked, no. Good, I'm doing my job properly still then, that's good to know. <laughs> So before we go, would you just like to remind everyone where they can buy your books from and where they can find out more about you? So I've got a um, Facebook page. If you follow Michelle Kidd Author on Facebook, um, my books are available on Amazon. I'm exclusive to Amazon at the moment. Uh, so just Google my name. There is actually another Michelle Kidd who is an American author, but you'll probably, you'll probably click who she is. She writes Christian fiction, which is a little bit different to what I write. So, uh, but put my name into Google, you'd probably find me. Or I uh, have a website as well, michellekidauthor.com. Awesome, thank you very much. No problem.